Welcome back to the Two Beer Podcast. Pod for the Everyman, sports and movies. You know the drill. I'm Jordan here with Drew. What up, bro? Yo, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving night. Here we are. It's our first ever Thanksgiving uh, special. Yeah, I don't know what's so special about it, but let's get that two brew salute crack a lacking. What you got? Uh, I got this new thing that I uh, invented called the uh, the Mexican Lager. Okay. It's uh basically Seven Up and Sakura Tequila. Oh snap! I think I'm breaking the rules, but I'm not gonna lie. I I went a little heavy on the stuffing. <laughs> I uh I I don't I don't know when to say when when it comes to <laughs> stuffing, and uh, I just I don't think I could do an IPA tonight. So oh love it love it. So well, I went uh. This is actually this is actually Michael Jordan's tequila. Um, him and four other NBA owners. This is what he's drinking throughout the last dance. So, I got. Have you seen the bottle? Have I sent you a picture of this bottle? I don't know. Uh, we're gonna have to tweet it out. It's it is an intense bottle of tequila. It was not easy to come by, but uh, you know you know if there's anything to waste money on, I'm all about it. So I found it. But yeah, I'm having. What do you? What are you I'm drinking? having a Founders Breakfast Stout, double okay. chocolate coffee oatmeal stout. Um. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I've had this in here since in my fridge since last year. Okay. It's eight point three percent. Usually stouts Ooh. keep in the fridge. Let me give it a little sip of root and see. If I it's think any that's good. just the myth that beer goes bad. No, IPAs go bad for sure. No. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Nice. I don't. I don't eight point three percent. By the time we get to the back half of the show, I'm gonna be lit. Speaking of which, what what we got lined up here for tonight? Oh, uh, we got we got we got a lot of little little, little things to talk about. Um, we're gonna talk about Roy Jones, Mike Tyson. It's finally here. We we and by we I mean you. You didn't think we were gonna see this fight? I did not. I did not think it was gonna happen. Good, I totally forgot about that. Good call. It's it's happened. Well, I got pushed back once, and then you were like, "What did I tell you, bro?" Um, it's happening I did Saturday not think night. This was happening. So we're gonna talk that. We're gonna talk a little, a little frustrations with the NFL and uh, in general, and mainly with with the COVID that uh, outbreak that just happened this week. Um, and I want to talk about the Steelers getting no love too. That too. Um, we're gonna to talk some hoops. College basketball started back up. The NBA free agency was all over the place last week. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna do some. We got some follow ups from uh, from our loyal fan base about. Other parts of mo- plots of movies and TV shows that really grind their gears, or you know, right? Or um, I call it the ruin your favorite follow up. Yeah, really get the crowd stirred up. Um, stir up the crowd. Yeah, the stir up the crowd. Stir up the crowd. Good call. And we we reviewed the trailer a couple weeks ago, and now the movie's out, and we watched it, and it we did, did not it. disappoint. The we fat man did it. Starring Mel Gibson we, and we bought Walton it. We Goggins. watched it. Oh yeah, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get into that. How awesome is his name, Walter, Walton Walton Goggins? Goggins, yeah, I'm gonna mess that up. Thank uh, you. And then we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go we're gonna do our top five Mel uh, Mel Gibson movies, similar to, like we did to Costner a few weeks back. Yeah, yeah, I had fun with that. So this was actually harder than I thought it'd be. But um, and then of course we'll you know in between that we'll we'll do our parlay. We're still still picking at eighty percent, but you know. We didn't we didn't luck out as best as we no we didn't last have, week, so. didn't hit it last week but that's okay all right so let's let's get into some uh, Roy Jones Mike Tyson yes um I'll just throw out there that my dad today was oh can you believe people are gonna pay fifty bucks to see this their combined age one hundred and five I'm like dad I'm I'm gonna watch it 
I, I can't <laughs> wait. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, I want to see this, man. Uh, it's it's going to, it's, I mean, it's going to be great. I mean, it's two, two old legends going at it. Um, you know, Tyson's 54, Roy Jones Jr. is 51. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be, I, I believe, unless they've changed it, it is going to be eight uh, mm-hmm. Two minute rounds. I don't mm-hmm. know how I don't know how much time they're gonna have in between rounds. That I didn't so, see. Anymore. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that either. Uh, they're really stacking the deck here to get a Mike Tyson knockout. I think. Yeah, they really uh, want Mike Tyson to be fresh through this whole thing. With which Roy Jones mentioned to uh, Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, great interview. It was a couple hours. Uh, if anybody is looking to to learn a little bit about Roy Jones, but um, his background's fascinating, and he he said he always looked to nature to like learn and and one thing was uh have you seen him wearing those uh shirts with roosters on it yeah i have so when he he said when he was growing up he would see these chickens fighting and it was like the rooster and the cock of the walk you know and 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 he would kick that rooster would kick everyone's butt and just walk around with his chest puffed out and he huh. kept kept all the chickens in their place so he's like because um joe rogan asked him like where do you get like your mannerisms and all that stuff and he's like you got to rule the roost man he's like you'll be cock the walk he's like I, f- I saw them chickens and i'm like that's how i gotta be in the ring i so, would never have guessed that uh, yeah he's he's like i get all my ins-. the other thing about that too is he's he's a russian citizen and he spends like six months a year in russia really because yeah because the russians love him so much like him being the champion huh. um and he's like oh he's like all right i'll be a russian citizen since you guys love me so much and okay. yeah he spends like six months a year there and he tra- he's training fighters all over the world every continent i feel like he's got a fighter it he's he's and and his most recent fight was 2018 so right he's not necessarily in cardiovascular shape but i mean he's in he's, he's, he's been, been in a couple yeah, fights he's, he's been in the ring quite recently um well, yeah, I mean, there are records going into this thing. We got Mike Tyson again, Iron Mike. I mean, one of the best, one of the best nicknames in boxing. Uh, fifty and six with forty-four knockouts. We got Roy Jones Jr., who's fifty-one. The only nickname I have for him is Junior. Is that right? Like he never really had a cool nickname. Um, I thought didn't he have? Uh, I don't know. Let me, let me Google that real quick. Yeah, but King you keep talking. I, I I was expecting something a little bit cooler. Um. 66 and 9 uh i yeah i think some of those losses are the tail end or in the last like 10 15 years when he's yeah. just kind of been, you know fighting just to fight uh with 47 knockouts and yeah. what really impressed me and i i thought i knew a decent amount about roy jones jr but for whatever reason i totally forgot that he won the heavyweight like the heavyweight championship uh, I didn't remember that either they he, oh, he's ca- one, captain he, hook is what they call him because he captain he's fam- oh, he's famous right. for the left hook yeah, Captain Hook. Yeah, he's he's won a title in four different cl- weight classes. Mm-hmm. Um, middleweight, super middleweight, light heavyweight, and then he yeah he won the heavyweight title at what well, he was one ninety six, and won the heavyweight title. Um, which I I that I just did not realize. So that was pretty fun fact. Um, Mike Mike, this this was some cool stuff I found out. Guess how much Mike Tyson? So Mike Tyson's three biggest paydays were ninety six, ninety seven, and two thousand two. Okay. All losses. He lost all three of these fights. Okay. What do you think he made at Holyfield one? Twenty million dollars. Thirty. Okay. Holyfield two. Twenty million dollars. Thirty. 
2002, five years in between fights, he gets Lennox Lewis. What do you think he got paid to fight Lennox Lewis? $20 million. 30, $35 million. <laughs> Dang. So, what are they getting for this fight? I, I couldn't find that. Um, well, I could have, but I just didn't care enough to really look it up. But um, I'm, sh- I'm sure it'll come out afterwards because they yeah, probably 30, don't even 30, know. 30, 35. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's making $10 million and Roy Jones Jr. is making $3 million for this. Okay. I did look that up. But that's crazy because if, if you trust these net worth uh, websites, Roy Jones Jr.'s net worth is $55 million. Tyson made that. Tyson made forty-five million dollars more than that in three in three fights where he lost. Yeah, it's crazy. So I mean, the Tyson hype was real back then. Um, it's I rewatched. Real now. What's that? It's real now. Uh yeah, it is real now. I rewatched uh, Tyson Holyfield two today because I mean everyone knows the incident about him biting his ear, but like, I kind of forgot how that fight went was going. Um, oh, he was getting his butt whooped. No, yeah, I don't think. Well, I mean, he lost the first two rounds, but I mean, of course, he got cut. He got cut under the eye because the headbutt. Yeah, Holyfield again, was, just Holyfield like was fight. just such a. I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah, even thinking then, about it now, I get all bent yeah. out of shape. Like he was just such a. Tyson, I think, actually was winning. Rock. He was winning the third round before he bit his ear. Yeah, I think it all. It, it was so funny. Like I, I, my hot take on Mike Tyson tonight was going to be that Evander Holyfield deserved to get his ear bit off, but then I felt that was. Kind you of know ridiculous. what he really did. Like that is he. He didn't. He didn't deserve to have his ear ripped from his ripped from his head, but you know he he just kept headbutting Tyson. So yeah, Tyson head, and Tyson the inadvertent headbutts, even forearms. If you go back and look, he's yeah. half of his shots are freaking forearms. Yeah, and Tyson just got annoyed. He's just like, you know what? Yeah, like if you're gonna bring, if you're gonna just if let you're him gonna, do it. Yeah. He's like, if you're gonna bring that, you're gonna you're gonna headbutt me. You're gonna pay for it. Um. I for, I forgot about all the how the ring filled up with cops and everybody after oh, the no, second year bite. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Um, oh no! You know the one thing that what made Tyson so great, whichever yeah, anybody that really doesn't know Mike Tyson, they just think he's this not knockout artist. I think we talked about it in our first pod. His defense was awesome. When I mean, he was younger. Um, his his defense, but it's more specifically his head movement. Yeah, his head movement. His footwork. And we talked about Loma changing angles. Like Mike Tyson is was a wizard, yeah. a technical wizard, which Roy Jones Jr. talked about on the Joe Rogan pod, and I I can't recommend that, uh, you know, strongly enough because he he talked about Roy Jones talked about why he took the fights he did, why he went up and down the weight classes, yeah, all all of his idols that he wanted to to be like. It was a great great uh great interview, but um. Yeah, Mike Tyson is was is is uh, a maestro in there. He is like the head movement back and forth, the footwork to get his his front leg outside of the other guy's front leg yeah. and slip back inside and then hit him with a body and then with an uppercut. I mean, it's just it's it is something else. Yeah, and what I, what I noticed in the second fight, and I I I didn't have time to go back and watch the first one today, um, just with the holiday, but that Holyfield was great in that fight that he just was timing the way Tyson was ducking down and shifting his head to where he was just catching him with just shots as he was putting his head down and getting hit, um, yeah. which a lot of fighters just didn't have the timing to do in the heavyweight division yeah. when Tyson was coming I, up. So. I, I feel like Tyson was getting whooped. But he was ha- he was he was showing his spots where he was like hanging in, but then t- 
like Holyfield was just bullying him, and Tyson yeah, just I had mean, enough of that crap. That, that's how I. That's, that's how I remember. I mean, it. I just watched it today. I didn't see that in the second fight. I, okay. I mean, I think, maybe that, that's how I remember. That, it, maybe, I think that might have been the first fight. Yeah, could be conflating them. I don't. Um, know. But yeah, I you know, so I got I got to go back and watch that one because. Yeah. Uh, so in terms of this fight, I wanted to, I I wrote made some notes on kind of what what needs to happen for Roy to win and what needs to happen for Mike to win. Okay. Um, for Roy, I, I, I can't stress this enough. He needs to keep his distance with the jab. Um, and he needs to have good timing with his head movement and his jab. And he needs to move his feet. I, I went and watched a couple of his... Because, like I mentioned, he's been active since 2018. And these were all exhibitions. He was in headgear, you know, guys who he was superior then. Um, so, so, like I said, one, I think one was in Russia recently. And... There's not a lot of movement. They're like they're very sluggish, etc. And Mike Tyson's not going to come out sluggish. They're not wearing headgear. They say it's an exhibition. They even, you know, I have it right here. They they made this belt. Yeah. It's, they, oh, they, God. they concocted this WBC frontline battle belt, and it has Black Lives Matter written on it. It has their pictures on it. It says Tyson versus Jones. Yeah, I wonder. It. I wonder uh, how much the WBC's uh, charging sanction, yeah. sanctioning fees for that. I know. So, um, like Tyson's going to be coming out hot, and Roy Jones acknowledged that in his interview. He's like, "This guy is going to be crazy. He might bite me. He might attack me." <laughs> he's like, "I don't." He's like, "He can kill me in there if he hits me." Like this is Mike Tyson we're talking about. He can kill me. He's like, "So I don't know what to expect." But dude, he needs to move his feet. He needs to have good timing, and he needs to jab to keep Mike Tyson off of him. Now, Mike Tyson's hit an old man. If Roy Jones Jr. hits him with some good jabs, he could, he could be successful in keeping him off of him. Yeah. But I can't remember if you mentioned this yet, but the rounds are going to be two minutes instead of three minutes. That's right. Which theoretically keeps Mike Tyson fresher, which could hurt Roy Jones. So. Yeah, for sure. But Roy Jones also said in his interview, like he just said, you know what, I ain't backing down from anybody. Whatever rules you want to do, fine. So, so that's what he did. For Mike Tyson to win, he needs that better footwork, which he's older by three years. But if he's in good shape, um, and this kind of goes into another point I have about him having strong cardio. If he has good cardio and he has good footwork, oh, he can really hurt Roy Jones Jr. And I had Mike Tyson hit him hard early and often. He can... That's honestly what I'm scared of. I do not want to see Roy Jones freaking laid out by a big punch. Like, I, I think that's what a lot of people want to see. Yeah. I do not. I love Roy Jones. I do not want to see him get murdered by a Mike Tyson punch. But if Mike Tyson is, Tyson is in shape and he got his footwork down, who that could happen. That could really happen. What, what do you, you got anything to add in terms no, of what, I mean, what you're I looking for? No, I think you hit for? it on the head there. I'm, I'm thinking to myself how many... Um... How many, how many, uh, how many Duke throwing the damn towel memes are going to hit Twitter tomorrow night at some point oh. in the fight? Um, <laughs> Wait, it's not, it's not Friday night. It's I'm sorry, Saturday. Night. Yeah, on Saturday yeah, yeah. night for the fight. Now, Which, you know, by I, the way, if you want to buy it, uh, you, just through your cable box, it's like 50, uh, 50 bucks. Um, if you don't have cable, if you're a streamer or whatever, um, 
Google Trillist, T R I L L E S T. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. So nobody uh, knows what it means. And I'm there actually, is, I'm there is pretty, a whole I'm fight happy card. That it's right on demand on Comcast because yeah, I don't know too. that I would be sending fifty bucks to Trillist. <laughs> well, there, there's a whole fight card like that. YouTuber Jake Paul, whoever that guy is, he's fighting Nate Robinson, the oh, old yeah. basketball player. Yep. And there's some other dudes on there too. So I don't well, know. And Jake Paul, Jake Paul. It's been rumored that uh, Holy or. Um, Mayweather would come back to fight him. Oh my gosh! I, whatever. I um. <laughs> That's a real I, thing. Th- what I joke to you is who? Do, so if they got this stupid belt, who who are they gonna defend it to next? And you you joke, why well, well, don't want want us in the winter uh, fight Holyfield, old ass yeah. Holyfield? <laughs> well, he's still. I mean, he's, he's all these in, all he's these guys aren't working hard to get yeah. in shape, dude. He's still jacked. Oh yeah, he's an in mess shape. Yeah, I'm curious to see how his son starts. Uh, any up the any uh, predictions? Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna say Roy Jones. Roy Jones wins the fight. Uh, I'm gonna say they stop it at the six, just because Tyson runs out of gas. I I I really want to see Roy Jones hit Mike Tyson with with the left hook. I'm I'm I I, I don't want to see either of these guys hurt. So I don't I don't even know like. I don't. I honestly, I don't even know what to expect. I, I your your guess is as good as mine. So what do you think? That's not what you said. Sounds good, Roy Jones. Jones. And six. Yeah, I kind of. I I, I kind of see them running out of gas. I actually think it just goes the whole way, the whole distance, and yeah. they're just like get sloppy by the end. That's as weird as it sounds. I almost wouldn't mind that. I, but it's gonna be fun, man. Fifty bucks, take my money. Like, let's just yeah, watch I mean, it. What, what else? What are else spending, are we doing? What else are yeah. we spending our money on these, <laughs> these days, except for uh, vintage T-shirts and some uh, unmentionable websites? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. All right, I think that puts a bow on that one. As yeah, I like to say. Uh, yeah. NFL. Um, hit, hit, oh, hit me with your ramp, bro. I'm gonna come in here hot with the Steelers. Um, I'm a Steelers fan, Pittsburgh guy. I don't. This is like the the most shade that a ten and O team has ever gotten. Like, I I know that the Steelers are flawed. I get that, but like, I, number like okay. So Ben Roethlisberger for MVP. Nobody's saying it, and I'm not even saying that it should be. Like his, his yeah, but there's 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 not even like a a whisper of him at this point. I mean, all all you right? Is, yeah, there should at least be like an yeah. honor, like a hat tip, like hey, like they're ten yeah. and O. He's it's playing Mah- great. Mahomes and, uh, and Aaron Rodgers and you're hearing about and Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray and uh, I get that. I mean, all their numbers are great, um, but Ben Roethlisberger is up to like twenty what twenty five TDs and five interceptions, 24, yeah, 25, 26. Season. Yeah, he's having a great year. So. And, and even his interceptions, he had these five interceptions. One of them was a Hail Mary heave at the end of the half. One was tipped. Another one was at the end of the half where they were just trying to make something happen. Like, these aren't even, like, legit interceptions. So, yeah. That that noise. But the noise that, about Big Ben that's really crazy to me is they're trying to throw um, Alex Smith in there, which I love Alex Smith. Criminally underrated his whole career. I mean, he almost died with this leg injury um fought his way back for two years now he's playing he's their quarter he's the redskins quarterback they just won on thanksgiving today they ended up steamrolling the cowboys sure did love alex smith but 
the team is what four and seven, and he's been around yeah. for what two victories or something. Yeah. Big uh, Ben, three, maybe three. Big, Big Ben blew out his arm. He got a modified version of Tommy John surgery, which an NFL cornerback had never gotten before. And they went from eight and eight last year to ten and zero. And the, their biggest ad was what Chase Claypool. Guys, what? This this is like a slam dunk comeback player of the year. Yeah. Why do you uh why why do you, why do you say that they're flawed? What's what's flawed about them compared to other they're, teams? They're not great at running the ball. Um, they they do okay, but like they're just not really good at running the ball right now. Um, their defense lets up big plays, which I've said for years. Give me a defense that makes a bunch of splash plays and gives up a couple because they're gonna keep you in it in this in in right. the way the NFL is. Um, so the defense kind of lets up a couple like big plays in the passing game, like whether it's like Travis Fulgham or like AJ Brown or whoever. Um, well, I mean, Fulg- Fulgham's embarrassed everybody. So, well, that was the first his his coming out party was against the Steelers. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why I say like they're a little bit flawed. Um, up until recently, the past two games they won big, but up until recently they weren't blowing teams out. Um, now they are. Um, so I just think they're kind of getting slept on a little bit. And by the way, oh, by the way, this is the first year that Big Ben's played that he doesn't have Brady and Peyton Manning on his side of the bracket and or Pey- Peyton yeah. Manning on yeah, his side yeah, of the bracket. Patrick like, Holmes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, uh, who's just a stud. Yeah, I know. Which everybody that's all anybody wants to talk about is Patrick Mahomes. Which I I mean he's yeah. he's fantastic. I get it. Well but, the best um, the best thing now on Twitter is like if a if a quarterback makes a great throw, every like Twitter uh, media head goes, if Mahomes made that throw, we'd be talking about it for the next fifteen minutes. Yeah, exactly. Um Well two questions for you. What okay. what 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 grinds your gears more? The fact that no one's talking about the Steelers or Tomlin coaching on the road? <laughs> I've been telling Drew for years. Tomlin going on the road versus a crap team where the Steelers are favored by a bunch of points. Like his record of covering the spread is abysmal and his it's, they lose like way more of those games than they should. Yeah. But um this year man like like Jacksonville they went and took care of business and somebody else I think was it Cincy Dallas. they went and took no, Dallas. They struggled against. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. Well, yeah, they, yeah. I, I thought it was Cincy, Cincy, and uh, Cincy was. I can't remember if that was in Pittsburgh or Cincy, but either way, um, yeah. I, I, you know what? I, 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 I'm like love hate with Mike Tomlin. I love him. He's never had a losing season. It, the hardest thing in professional sports for a coach, I think, is to motivate these millionaires who make more than you do yeah. to like bust their butts, and he's exceptional at that. Um, he's typically not been a good in-game coach in terms of making adjustments. And the Steelers have, like, for as much talent as they've had, they have not won a lot of playoff games the past also, 10 years or so. Also, to your point, they're playing with Brady and Peyton in the same... I know, the but they're, like, not bracket. even... they like. They've barely won any playoff games the past yeah. 10 years. Well, that's which... why I get on a lot of, a lot of people have this false misconception to me about Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees that they're correct like, they're they're the staple of the NFC like if you don't beat them like you're not you're um 
there's less. Uh, there's they're less, like the gatekeepers yeah, of there's the less NFC, accomplishment and it's like in making they the barely Super Bowl. win playoff games too. And who's on their side of the bracket? Yeah, I know. Yeah, Rogers has been to one, and Brees. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna do a full blown Drew Brees, Sean Payton pod at some point, and I'm just gonna talk the whole time because um, it's a pruder the crap out of them. Second question. How's your ass feel after that fantasy whooping that I gave you last weekend? Oh, you know Oof. what? It feels worse because I went up against Anthony Gibson today. He, he, talk about getting a turkey leg. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Oh man, I uh, speaking... I didn't even, I didn't even ha- I didn't even have my starting my my starting I top didn't five my qu- starting me, 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 me. my starting top five quarterback All right, listen. So, speaking of ass whoopings, how about the Ravens getting their ass whooped by COVID right now? Yeah, I you know that that I, I get all that. What um, I didn't like on the radio today when I was driving back from my mom's house, they were like acting as if the game it was appropriate to move the game because Lamar Jackson wasn't going to be able to play. I was like, why is that relevant? I, I mean, from Sunday? Yeah, well, no, for like tonight, they were like, oh well. You know, it's good they moved it because, like, Lamar Jackson wouldn't be. They wouldn't have Lamar Jackson. I mean, they're not going to have him anyway, right? No, I, I don't. I think he's out for Sunday. Yeah, but it was just like whoever, whoever. I don't even know who this person was. She was like, she was just kind of saying, like, ah, oh, you know, it's it, you know, it, it, it's better. It's better they moved it tonight uh, because of the Lamar. maybe his test hadn't come back yet. But it was like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, the Ravens shouldn't be out there without without Lamar. I'm like, that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why? Yeah. Why does that matter? What that that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. it was. No, I was just like just, that's that's my stupid. thing is like and and for everyone who's saying that Goodell screwed this pooch because he's inconsistent, yes. That you honestly you could describe the entire Goodell era that way. Like he messed this up because he's not consistent. That's that's just the man's ridiculousness. Yeah. But like so the the they they're not making them play Thursday night, so like that's this that's the Steelers' advantage that you got to come into our house on a short week, prime time, and oh by the way, your roster's kind of like in flux and in shambles. Right now, Sunday their roster's still going to be in flux and in shambles the way it's turning out, but like it's not prime time, it's not a short week, and now the Steelers had to cram everything in as if they were playing Thursday, so like they're all thrown off but they they need to get this covid stuff like these guys that's another thing that that annoys me it's like they got all the resources in the world and um in our group text i know someone said like oh well they got wives and kids dude oh everybody's virtual everything yeah so curbside everything like you're in the nfl you got all the resources in the world like why is this happening yeah, it's harder. You can't really do a bubble at the end of it. It's just too many. There's too many people involved. If, you, but if you, true, if you ran an NFL franchise, how would you not have a vert like basically a bubble set up where it's like wives and children. This is the protocols we want you to follow. We'll we'll provide you with drivers. We'll yeah, provide you, you with uh, grocery people. We'll I just, provide I don't you think, I don't with think it's cooks. We'll, to think like, the NFL could have done what the NBA did. These people all live in these big houses with all this money. They could pay for all this stuff. How are they, how are they getting cases? I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, dude, life happens. Oh. Um, but it's so like, look, put a healthy team out there. 
or forfeit. Yeah. You're just. Oh, you're I, gonna, dude, I don't disagree. You're gonna, I don't think you're going to move the, all this schedule all around. Here's the other thing that grinds my gears about this. If the NFL has to cancel a game, they they all, everybody agreed before the season that, or maybe it was right after the season started. I forget. But if they they agreed that if they have to um, cancel a game, they switch it to a 16 team playoff with no buys. And the, right now, the Ravens are the eight seed in the AFC, and the Steelers are the one seed in the AFC. Come on, it's just like, oh, it's one thing after another. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, last NFL thing. I really wish they would. Uh, two things, like watching the game. I mean, the games were terrible today, but. Um, I really wish they they would really stop with the quarterback crap, like the the late hits, because I think it's gotten so carried away that even like clean hits, they're just throwing flags if they look bad, yeah. and that's just that's really annoying and uh, starting to make me not want to watch it. Um, and I, I wish they would have more leniency with penalties that happen a hundred feet away from the ball and have no impact on the play. Yeah. Like when you see like when there's a holding on a quarterback and a receiver where like the ball's already out of the quarterback's hands and it's already going to somebody else. I, yeah. I just wish they get they figure out a way to clean some of that stuff up where they aren't throwing flags on that stuff. Yeah, welcome to the NFL. So all right, that's all right. NFL. Uh let's talk about some hoops. College hoops are back, man. Uh um, yeah. And look, we don't have about a lot to cluster. say about college hoops right now, other than they're back. It is a cluster of nobody know like every i feel like every league has their own protocols every school is trying to do their own thing man our our boys at seton hall got our first game canceled but we're supposed to play louisville tomorrow friday um man nobody knows what's going on i feel i, I mean maybe first, I, yeah. at least that's the way i feel i don't know yeah first off you should have introduced them as the 2019 2020 simulate simulated national simulated champions. yeah so. new york new, what who did it new york uh the new, new york, york the new york times i think did a simulated uh was new york post seton hall seton hall beat duke in the finals yeah whatever we're, we're the paper champs literally that's right um yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, this things have to play themselves out here for a few weeks before we can excite, get excited about college basketball. But hey, at least we got some. Well, we don't even, we don't even have stuff to bet on because I don't even think they have lines for most of these games. I know. Yet. I was looking. At, I didn't uh, see any crazy. lines either. Because I, I, I was going to say, if you're looking to bet college hoops, like pretty much, there was a lot of big schools playing a lot of little schools this week weekend, this holiday season, and. All the big school, not all, but like ninety percent of the big schools were just beating the snot out of little schools by like 30, 40, 50. Our, uh, Arkansas beat somebody by eighty points, one forty something to sixty something. I mean, it was like, geez, so beats. There's it, just all these big schools are just punishing these little schools. So if you see that and you're so inclined, you know that go that way. But yeah. Other than that, man, college hoops are back. The big one was number one Gonzaga beat number six whoop, Kansas whoop by Kansas like fifteen. What's that? They whooped Kansas ass today. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so that that was the big college hoops game. But long long way to go there. Do we yeah. even get a season in? Do we get do we get the tournament in? I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yes, sir. 
good transition here. Let's 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 touch on NBA free agency here before. Yeah, we, let me uh, know what your thoughts are here because I I can't even I can't keep up with this man. It's a carousel. <laughs> I mean, it it was it was like the wild wild west. Uh, I think last Thursday it was Thursday or Friday at like six p.m. It started, um, and it just kept going and going and going until probably. Who's like, Gordon Hayward play for? How much money does he make? Gordon Hayward was official. He he opted out of his contract his last year, which was shocking with Boston. Um, I think he was due twenty five million. He might might have been a little more. Um, he signs with the Charlotte Hornets for four years, one hundred twenty million, which is my God, just insane. Uh, I don't know what the Hornets are thinking with that contract, but yikes. Um, yeah. For me, the I mean, the biggest winners, I think, right off the bat, you got to kind of say the Lakers, um, the Pistons, right? Yeah, right. Oh, we're gonna get there. <laughs> they they were drinking some of this Sakura. Um, yeah, I mean the Lakers, they're the defending champs. They got two top five players, probably the best player in the league, and they all the guys they lost they replaced. So yeah, they lose so Rajon what's Rond- what's the rundown on the Lakers? Yeah, who so they, they lose they, and who they add? They lose Rajon Rondo, but they add Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I'm not. I know he's like the flavor, uh, you know, one of these flavor of the week guys because he had a good yeah. year at OKC. It's funny how some guys have good years, like when they know they're probably gonna get traded. Um, but again, that's they lose Rondo, but they get it, they replace a point guard. They lose Javale McGee and Dwight Howard, which that you know they went big, like they were one of the few teams who said, "Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna use size and just bully people." So they played those guys with Anthony Davis, and it worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lose they they lose Dwight to Philly, and then they end up trading Javale McGee to Cleveland to make room to sign Marcus All, which. I think it's a good sign. I mean, it. Yeah, you just upgrade Javale McGee with Marcus All. No brainer. If he's healthy and yeah, he's for sure. I mean, a lot of these guys. I mean, the next one they 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 lose Danny Green or they trade Danny Green to get Schroeder, and then they sign or they sign Wes Matthews, who is literally a mirror image statistically of Danny Green. That I love. I love of the Danny LeBron. Green. What's that? Of Danny Green. Oh yeah, like they're they both averaged eight points a game on I think thirty. Yeah, but Wes Matthews isn't hitting threes like Danny Green. Yeah, yeah, they both shot around. Thir- I think they both shot around thirty five percent from. Th- I looked it up. They What's literally the volume have, though? They were there. Is Wes Matthews taking as many shots as bro, Danny Green? Probably, but they're they're within they're within point two points per game of each other, and I think their three point percentage this year was identical. Get out of town! I'm, I'm telling you, you can. You Wes can Matthews it. stinks. He's Go, go ahead and Google it. Why he's a big fat point. nothing. He's a phony. Google it while I look this up. He's or a phony. But yeah, okay. so they replace him with that. Uh, and then the shock, probably the biggest shock of free agency is they signed Montrose Harrell away from the Clippers. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think Turn that, I mean, they only, and they only signed him for $9 million a year. I think the biggest thing there is, obviously the Clippers didn't want him back. I, I don't know if they just, maybe he was one of the guys that really didn't like, you know, we'll call it the Kawhi treatment where, Kawhi basically mm. got to do what he wanted and didn't have to play back to back. That's so, Kawhi likes to say. You know, there. I mean, a lot of teams just didn't do. A lot of the contenders just didn't do anything. So the Lakers, to me, the Lakers take the top spot. Uh, the Pistons. I don't know. I just hope. I hope nobody from the Pistons front office was drinking, or I'm sorry, was driving on Thursday night, because somebody was drunk. Somebody was high. This is this the, the, they are their first two moves sixty million dollars to Jeremy Grant sixty million and then twenty five million dollars to Mason Plumley that's that's their that, that was their how much first to Mason two, Plumley what's that how much to Mason Plumley twenty five million well how much per year 
Uh, so three years, 25 mil. So like a little less than 10. Meh. But still, but yeah, but they have Blake Griffin. Like they have size already. So I, I, and then they signed Josh Jackson to just a minimum deal, which is fine. But here's the thing about like, they, they give Jeremy, Jeremy Grant, $60 million. Like Jeremy Grant's okay. He's okay. Like, you know, he was fine with Denver as like, you know, a guy that took some, you know, when, uh, when Mersh or sorry, when Murray and Jokic had all the attention, like he knocked down shots occasionally. But I really, they let Christian Wood go, who was kind of was came out of nowhere last year, had a really good season. He signed a three-year deal for forty-one million dollars uh, with Houston. He averaged thirteen and six on fifty-six percent shooting. <laughs> they gave Jeremy Grant sixty million dollars. He averaged eleven and six on forty-seven percent shooting. So, like, why wouldn't you just re-sign Christian Wood for less money? You're getting lost in the sauce, bro. All right, dude. I. The only thing I can think of is maybe they got a, a trade in the works for Blake Griffin. They're high. I don't know what the hell they're doing. All right, here we go. Wes Matthews shot 36.4% from three. He's a career 38.1. Danny Green was 36.7. He's a career yeah, so, 40, yeah. 40%. So they shot basically the same thing. Um, 36.4, 36.7. Yeah. 40 versus 38. Uh, another team I want to highlight, the Hawks. Haw- I, I like what the Hawks did. They... Uh, you know they got a young team. I yeah. You know, I think people got way too excited last year where they thought they were. People actually thought this team was going to make the playoffs. Which I think we were you one of them? Did we laugh about that? I like them. No, I said the Kings and the Kings were like I said the Kings and no, the Pelicans. You said the Kings two years ago, I think. Oh, and then and I said the Pelicans missed. this year, and then you you yelled at me, and I was like, dude, they got good players. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. People were just hot. Like I, I'm not I did, a big. Trade. I did like the Hawks. But, I'm not um, a big Trey Young guy. See, I like Trey Young, and not not that I think he's like awesome or anything, but just his style fits this version of the NBA. Yeah, I mean he's he's probably yeah, his passing's awesome. I've always loved his passing. I just you know I mean he just shoots a bunch of forty threes because the team stinks and it's whatever. Yeah, um, I'm also probably biased because I'm always going to comp- I'm fairly or unfairly I'll always compare him to Luca because they got traded for each other and Luca's yeah. Luca's just he yeah I see what man. you're saying there yeah. So, but yeah, they they signed Gallin, uh, Danilo Gallinari for sixty one mil. He's ancient. He is, but he's he if Go he's ahead. healthy, Next. he's a solid player. Uh, they signed Chris Dunn to a ten million dollar deal. Dunn was Dunn was actually one of the best. Sucks. Uh, Next, he was one of the best defensive. No, I like point. Chris Dunn actually. Yeah, no, he's he's really good defensively. Yeah, he and really he, was. Well, he wasn't for a couple of years, but he really grew into no, that, which, like, which a lot I of people like thought Dunn. he would be yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, they signed Rondo two years, fifteen million. And then Sucks, uh, next. the crazy saga of Ayan Bandanovic uh, of Sacramento. Oh, yeah. They, they signed him to first. First, this guy's part of a signing train with the Bucks that falls through because he decides, yeah, I'm opting out. Um, and then he ends up signing a $72 million offer sheet and the Kings let him walk. So, so they got a nice little team now with some of those young guys with some of these pieces. I, I, it's funny. You know, our buddies, Mike and Lou, uh, we, we basically were like, we like what they did. Where do you think they landed in the East? And all of us were like, 10 seed. 11, yeah. <laughs> and then and then they got Bogdanovich. We're like, what do we think? We're like, 9 seed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, maybe they'll knock the magic out. Um, I do. No, you make a lot of good points with them. I, I, that, that is very intriguing. It, it, all, it all depends on how it comes together. They yeah. they got the pieces. I uh, I like, yeah. I like what the Bucks did. They trade for Drew Holiday. They gave up a ton for him. They signed Tory Craig from Denver, who I really like, oh, and that was a good signing. Wolf. And then uh, they signed Bobby Porter. So I like what they did. 
Bobby Portis can can ball. He's yeah, a he's jerk. Fine. He's yeah. a jerk punching yeah. people in practice and stuff, yeah. but he can ball. I got one more thing on the Bucks before we move on, but uh, other NBA. I I'm really disappointed in Denver. I think they made a big push last year, and there are a couple pieces for just really being a legitimate contender in the West. And not only did they not do anything, they lost two of their role players. They lost Grant and Plumlee to Detroit. And all they really did was, re- and they lost. Sorry, and they lost uh, Tory Craig, three three key role players for them. And all they did was re-sign Paul Millsap, who basically was just a corpse out there. So Didn't I guess he have like one good like stretch in that one series of like two or three games where he was he, on fire. I, th- I think you're thinking of like two or three minutes. Um, no, he didn't. Uh, they must really be thinking that Porter Junior is going to take a big leap next year because I, I showed some flashes. Yeah, that was disappointing. Um, you know, shout out to Bam Adebayo. I love that kid. Uh, he got paid $195 million um, extension. Ooh. That kid's awesome. I, I was heartbroken when he got hurt in the finals. I know he came back, but he was playing at like 50%. He could barely lift the ball over his head. Yeah. And we didn't talk All about right. it last week, and I'm still heartbroken over it. Uh, speedy recovery to Clay Thompson, man. Just got back. Just got back. Was looking good after the ACL uh, repair from the finals two years ago, and then he he, he tears his Achilles in a pickup game. Ripped up his Achilles. Uh, uh, last thing on the NBA. Oh gosh, this NBA is killing me. Go ahead. Sorry. Apparently, a story came out that the Bucks front office is incredibly concerned now that Giannis could leave because the Bogdanovich sign and trade fell through. That what? is one of the most ridiculous headlines I've ever read for the NBA. You're telling me that the the make or break move for Giannis Antetokounmpo to stay in Milwaukee was for them to acquire Bojan Vodanovic. That just tells me he has no interest in staying. He's already. All I know is for fifty bucks, I don't even think you could pronounce Antetokounmpo and bogdanovich i almost i almost said ah god i get so close and then i mess it up um that's absurd i i i was dying laughing when i read that today i'm like i'm like 80 percent of casual fans probably don't even know who bogdanovich is and they're and we're gonna and we're gonna hear that that was the thing that led to Giannis leaving the bucks that's terrible Whatever, uh, it's that's the NBA today. We didn't even uh, talk about the James right. Harden, the ridiculous James Harden request, and that's not even worth my time. Yeah, uh, he's a spoiled brat. All right, speaking of spoiled brats, yeah, let's let's, let's go let's... straight into our parlay. Yes. So we lost last week. We did. I had Clemson the cover. COVID, COVID game canceled. So then we were down to a two team. So every game we were thinking about, other than Clemson, that, that I recommended and you recommended, they all bombed. So apologies if you went with one of the, one of those. Um, then what we actually had money on the rest of the way for a two team parlay was the Eagles under that hit easy, easy money. And then we had uh, the Dolphins and Tua <sighs> to cover three and a half at Denver. Unreal. Denver had not had a lead in two games. And if you remember, I was like, yeah, that's kind of why I'm like not super sold on it. Because nobody in the NFL tends to be down for too long or up for too long. But, uh, I mean, it was I mean, it was worth stink, a shot. Dude. Denver it was stinks. Worth shot. What's that? I said, but Denver stinks. I get that. But they are so bad. Yeah, there's a lot of teams in the NFL that are bad. I mean, but my, anyway. I mean, I, 
Ended they said two that to one. Then, foot was Denver put up. it together for an, enough, not even 60 minutes. They put it together for enough minutes to win against Miami, who was struggling. Yeah, uh, that, that that one really got my chaps right. Yeah, well. So, for this week, look, I came in here. I was going to come in hot with the Steelers to cover whatever the line is. They don't even have a line right now. So, yeah, whatever line they put out there, the Steelers are going to be pissed. So, just... I would put money on that, no, whatever the line is, but I'm not going to take that here on the pod because that I don't even know what it is, so I don't know what to tell. Should I we do that put, on the I, fun? Should we do that on our our fun parlay? Yeah, yeah, that would be good. But dude, I have a lot of things I like here. What do you like? Um, I'm going to say I like the over in UNC versus Notre Dame. Which is sixty-eight right now. Okay. Um, both those teams have been playing shootouts. Um, this game could it could go to overtime. Uh, I, I it's I, I see something along the lines of forty something to high twenties or thirty something. Uh, Notre Dame wins maybe like forty-five thirty or something like that, or fifty thirty or forty forty-seven. 38 or I, I I think it I think they're due for a shootout so I'm gonna say the over in UNC and Notre Dame they, they both those teams okay. been playing shootouts the, uh, do you want me to talk about the other ones I've been looking at or should we save that for our third uh go you you, you say you're locking and then, and then uh, I'll, I'll, God, I'll come I'm, in I'm between three games right now I really like the Chargers getting five and a half against Buffalo okay I like what, the where's the game my, at what's that where's the game at to Buffalo. Okay. I like the Saints minus six on the road against Denver because Denver stinks. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. They screwed us last week. They stink. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I like the under, over under 50, Eagle Seahawks. The under you like? Uh, I don't know which I don't know which one to pick. The, the Seahawks might score 50 against the Eagles. That's not true. The Eagles defense is actually good. It's yeah, like the offense that can't do anything. Okay, so what do you like? Uh, you know what? I haven't I haven't taken the Chargers. Let's go Char. I'm gonna go Chargers getting five and a half. Ugh, I was hoping you would not say that, but that's okay. I'm gonna go Saints. Like, you know, I changed my mind. Let's go Saints. <laughs> Saints minus six. All right, Saints minus six. Bam. Okay, so here's the things I liked. The other ones I I was looking at. Uh, um, what else do you like? Coastal Carolina minus sixteen and a half. They played Appalachian State last week. Fantastic game. They came through. They are electric. Love the Chanticleers. They're playing a two and seven. Uh, I, f- I forget who who they're going up against. It's like Texas State or something. But minus sixteen and a half. Love them. Um, n- uh, one note I made: stay away from pick Clemson. I wanted to take Clemson. Come out. It's like a twenty three and a half point spread. Pitt seems to always screw up Clemson's season. Clemson hasn't played in three weeks. Stay away from that game. I don't want to touch that game. I think Clemson should win by 45. Stay away from it. Okay. Um, one I really, really like. She, the Chiefs, minus three and a half on the road to Tampa Bay. It's a 4.30 a game, I think, on Sunday. Um, but, dude, like, really? Like... The Tampa Bay, uh, now this is probably the thing where, like, Brady would actually, like, pull it together and, like, find a way to beat the Chiefs. But, like, dude, the, the 
since it, now this is week four of Antonio Brown coming up. What was what did we have it at four and a half? Four and a half. B- we did before. So they're one and two since Antonio Brown entered the fold. They were, I think. So they're seven and four right now. So they were six and two before Antonio Brown. They're now one and two with Antonio Brown. They're seven and four. So, I, dude, I, I like the Chiefs minus three and a half, kind of a lot. But like, I think they win by like fourteen. But I don't know. What do you What are you thinking? Um. Well, I told you the other ones I like. I also I also kind of like the Pirates getting six tomorrow. Oh, I didn't see. See, I didn't see any lines for for hoops yeah, tomorrow. Six. Against Louisville. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. Oh, but yeah. By the way, that well, UNC, I was Notre, down that UNC Notre Dame game is Friday, so that's a Friday game. So, so um, uh, I could go the Chanticleers, Coastal Carolina minus sixteen and a half. I could go Seton Hall Pirates or Chiefs. Which one? Let's let's do the Pirates in our fun one. Okay. Let's go Chiefs. Let's do the Chiefs. I'm, Chiefs I'm, minus I'm three and a half. Against Tampa Bay, yeah, I'm good with that. God help, okay. God help you if the Chargers cover. By the way, um, you didn't take. Oh, you're not going with the Chargers then? No, I'm not. But God help you if they do. Who are they playing? <laughs> the Bills or the Bills coming off bye? Yeah, they are coming off the bye. At the Bills and and the Chargers or wait, 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 what do we say? The the Chargers or the Colts? The Chargers. Oh shoot. I th- you said you said Chargers and in my mind I thought Colts. I take it all back. I take it all cuz you said I thought Philip Rivers when you said Chargers and, that I, and then I was thinking Colts. No, I take it all back. I you we can go Chargers. Well, now, I, I well, apologize. Now, now, I, now I like now I like going Saints. Now I don't know. <laughs> I thought we were talking about the Colts. You said Chargers so in my screwed, mind. Now you screwed my me up. Now, now you're in my head. <laughs> No, let's do Chargers. Love it. Five and a half? Yeah, Chargers getting five and a half. Chargers five and a half. Let's do that. Chargers five and a half. The over in the UNC Notre Dame. And then Chiefs minus three and a half? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Bam. There it is. Lock it in. Chargers over in UNC Notre Dame. Chiefs minus three and a half. There's the parlay. Yeah, baby. All right. Let's two brew salute the second brew. Let me grab it right here. Oh, please don't spray in the face. Oh, uh, just a little droplet. I, um, I'm i still working my way through these Blizzard of Hops from Trogues. Okay. Um, it is a 6.4% uh, ABV, so I'm still working my way through those. I'm, uh, you just going to keep drinking your liquor over there? I'm sticking with my Mexican lager. <sighs> okay. God. You know, you know, you know, you know that, you know that tequila is great when, like, you spill it on your hand, and you just got to smell it, and like your nose just instantly like feels like it's burning. <laughs> oh, I love this stuff. Uh, all right, everybody. So guess what? Ooh. We. Oh wait. Oh wait. 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 Sorry. Before we oh, get into fat God. man. Oh, I just came mailbag. Too hot. Mailbag. Mailbag. Follow ups on ruin. God. We've been, uh, doing, we've been doing this for seven. Apparently, weeks, we stirred up the can't crowd. Can't get your shit together. The whole podcast is tits up. <laughs> Which is a quote from Fat Man. Oh yeah, love it. Um, no, but uh, hit yeah. the mailbag. Yeah, we we stirred up the crowd. Um, three three follow ups on on our uh, our our uh, hating on favorite movies. Number one was Matty Creanch. He was not feeling your Charlie Conway hate. Well, that's fine. He can he, listen. It 
it makes no sense. The whole first off, the whole essence of Charlie Conway was that he was like the coach's award kid. And then they made him like Adam Banks in the third. So they, they basically killed they killed Charlie Conway in the third Mighty Ducks. So, you know, if he's a true Carly, if he was a true Charlie Conway fan, then he wouldn't even have liked what happened in the third one because it's not who Charlie Conway is. He didn't stay in his lane. So, Shots fired, Matt. Uh, you know what, man? Like, you can hate. I'm not hating. On, I'm not hate, I wasn't hating on Charlie Conway in general. Hating on the character arc. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, it was the facts. It was again. It was the fact that he monstered Adam Banks and became like this like MVP player who's doing all this crazy shit on the ice. The guy, the kid, could barely skate in the first two. <laughs> Literally, he could barely skate, and that now and now he's like the MVP of the of the high school team. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, all right well sticking with the same franchise my bro tory he was he said uh i thought i thought that your uh, hate was gonna be that uh coach bombay gets a dui so his punishment is that he has to f- he has to coach a coach youth kids. team <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna yeah, he's gonna DUI oh, yeah that's kids. a good point that good Oh, he's that's his punishment. Is uh, hey, hey, you drunk DUI? Like go, go, coach his youth these team. Kids. Um, <laughs> well, you know another a fun another fun fact that Maddie Creange actually gave us was that in the movie Major League, apparently mm. he had, he he had beef that um, Wesley Snipes wasn't thrown out of third when um, oh god, what's Barringer's yeah. character's name? It's it's escape. This this hit this shit's hit me hard now. Um, oh crap. Yeah, no, me too. I Whoever forget. the catcher, when he points, when he points, when he points to call a calls shot, a shot, yeah, and the Yankee pitcher goes to hit him, yeah, it's like if if the sign was literally for the hit the hit and run, yeah, then, yeah, the bunt, yeah, right? William Mays Hayes would have taken off and gotten thrown out in third, and they would have lost. Yeah, exactly. Why did it's William Jake, Mays Jake Hayes something? Dude, I, yeah, I don't remember. Ugh, God, because so we even he he you're right. He brought that up to us, and we were like, yeah, we don't remember. We I didn't. Seen even, that. I wasn't even thinking about it. And he was like, yeah, that's a famous one. And I'm like, oh, sorry, we we so, weren't even going there. I thought it was the fact that like they changed they changed Willie Mays Hayes from uh, Wesley Snipes to Omar Epps in the second one. But oh, I see. I don't. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Well, why would you? <sighs> I don't Jake know. Jake Taylor. I'm, I'm oh, Jake Taylor. Damn it. Um, so the ahead, third yeah, one was my sister got? Mia said, oh, you were actually wrong about the beast. Everybody in the Disney community knows that his name is actually Prince Adam. I was like, oh, really? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Because in the descendants, when he's a human and he's procreating with other humans, they still call him beast. Oh, and so I, my five minute Google search with her on the line was like, hey, guess what? Uh... There was a CD-ROM video game from like 1995, which I didn't remember because it wasn't 1994. That's right. <laughs> that they called him Prince Adam, and that's where that came from. But that was a license to a third party, and that third party made that up out of the oh. blue. Well, so that what, was actually Mia, maybe, false, not maybe, part of Disney canon. Maybe then, Mia should do more research before she emails us. Yeah, that's right. Um, also, they Burn. said they said that uh, that the production crew on uh, Beauty and the Beast called him Adam and they said false we did not do that during production so even though within the Disney community like some of the hardos in the Disney community consider him his name to be Adam false that is not in Disney canon he is known as Beast he doesn't have a name anyway that was all the follow up we got I'm still trying to uh, 
deal with you saying hardos and disney in the same sentence but go ahead keep going oh no that was it that was all of our follow-ups okay all right nice well we appreciate the uh we appreciate the feedback, man. Glad we uh, now glad we, got, we got some rise out of. Uh, now we can talk about Fat Man. Fat Man. It was so high on you. Kid. Good. <laughs> Do, your thing. Do your thing. That was a good one. So, so I want to first. I want to just talk about and sell it a little bit here. So, with, without spoilers, things that I didn't necessarily pick up from the trailer going in. Um. One, Walt Goggins as the assassin, like, he already has a thing for Santa Claus before this kid even, like, puts the hit out on Santa. Like, Walt Goggins is calling people up and buying their, like, childhood toys that Santa made them. And all their childhood toys from Santa say, like, made in Santa's workshop, like, a little label on it. And he's paying like a thousand dollars. He pays like nine hundred dollars for a, a generic baseball bat and all this crap. And so that was delightful that the assassin had something out for Santa previously. The kid who gets coal. This kid is like some like rich kid. He's literally wearing a suit and tie the entire movie. Doesn't wear any other clothes. But he's living at this estate. His dad is traveling for business with slash his with his girlfriend. Um, you don't see the dad at all. That um, he's living with his grandma, who he's excuse me quietly embezzling from. Yes, he's just stealing her her paycheck, her her checks, and also eventually tries to drug like kill her and drug her. And then there's just like servants that are just like serving him. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, the bar scene that they show in the preview. I thought that had something to do with like the assassination, but that was just like an aside to show that like Santa knows actually like knows everybody's knows every- name. He actually knows everything. And he knows everybody. everybody's family history and everything like that. So that uh, that was cool. Yeah. Um Miss Mrs. Kringle, Mrs. Claus and just to, you know, just to throw this out there, like you th- like you always see Mrs. Claus is just like this like white, plumpy, white-haired old lady, blah blah blah. But like, I forget this lady's last name, Marianne something. But like, she's a black British woman. She was fantastic. Ruth. Like, totally shattered all stereotypes of of um, Mrs. Claus. It was so good. And I, like, yeah, I had one beef with her. We'll get to when I when we go through a list. What? Yeah. She didn't bring enough cookies? She was bringing cookies like every she scene. She was all about the cookies. Oh, I loved her. She was so good. Um and then the other thing I can say uh, to like so this was one of those ones where there was intentionally bad, intentionally cheesy. And a lot of times those miss the mark either like the just the writing's bad or like the acting's bad. The, the most important thing with these movies that are intentionally cheesy, they need to have good timing. Like, if the jokes are too slow to the draw, or, like, if they move too quick, like, it just doesn't work, and you're, yeah. it's just painful. This was so... This just hit the timing on everything. So good. Like, the writing was great. Funny enough, um, Drew tweeted out from the Two Beers Pod Twitter account how great the movie was. And the writer, Ian Nelms, was that That's his right. name? 
tweeted actually tweeted us back was like oh so glad you guys liked the movie and then he quote tweeted us and was just going on about how much we loved it anyway so that was awesome uh, shout so out good. to too ian bad, Nelms. Too bad we couldn't get him on tonight i guess because it was thanksgiving yeah yeah i i didn't ask him but we, we, <laughs> i we told re- you to slide into his dms damn it <laughs> I, we should have slid into the dms God, of ian Nelms. the worst but um, i have to do everything all right so so that's all the parts that are not the spoilers it, it was eight bucks on demand look if you want to laugh go just buy it it's uh, so it funny was, it was so good listen you've you've wasted your money on a lot dumber things. things and this was even silly yeah so so let's get into our notes on the parts that we actually liked about it yeah um now that you've paused it and went and watched the movie God. so you go you go I, so, so, Drew, what I, so, so like so, 39 minutes in, I'm like, Drew, this is great. He's like, are you taking notes? And I was like, oh, crap. I was like, yeah. I should be. Um, So, like, first thing, Walt Goggins is just <laughs> I wrote so at, the top, at the top of my notes, Walton Goggins, MVP. So when when he goes and kill like he goes and kills that family that's sleeping like the, the his previous job before he yeah. gets into the Santa Claus job. Is he just eating straight butter? Uh, no, I think it was a stick of cheese. I thought it was <laughs> like che- like a fancy cheese. I don't know. I was like, "What is that?" If that was straight butter, that's insane. I don't know, but so Dude, then he he played so that then, assassin so, so oh perfectly. Oh my gosh! So then the the kid gets the coal. So so what actually what happens is so he he and the kid have a previous relationship. So the kid gets like apparently this kid's used him before, and so this kid who honestly is like a whiz kid has this awesome science uh, project, but some dorky girl gets the blue ribbon over him. He re- wanted to add, like, a seventh blue ribbon to his sixth blue ribbon or whatever. I think, it, I think, the, it, was, I think it was fifth, but go ahead. Yeah, whatever. He, he gets the runner-up. So he hires Goggins to go, like, kidnap this girl. And, yeah, and, torture and, like, her. Yeah, well, they, they, like, threaten to torture her. They don't yeah, actually with a, torture her. With a battery? Her. Yeah, yeah, and, like, shooting sparks at her. And he's like, you will go... And you will say that you cheated and forfeit your blue ribbon. So then they like send him the blue ribbon. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, that all happens. And then the kid, uh, is obviously a terrible human. So Santa gives him coal. And then that's when he's like, you obey fat man. And, uh, he hires Walt Goggins. And so Walt Goggins is like, no, I'm very interested. <laughs> yeah, and so and then he's, and because he and he's has like, a pre-existing hatred for basics. Santa because apparently he had written Santa for years to replace his parents, and Santa didn't do it. Yeah, and, and which later on in the movie, uh, Mel Gibson's like, "There's only limits to what I could do, son." But um, so so Walt Goggins is like, "Okay, time to get back to basics," and he like there's this montage of him just like going nuts or whatever and he's in this like what what is it some kind of dojo or something true yeah yes <laughs> and he he takes this guy down and snaps this guy's arm and this guy's screaming and uh, he broken. just like it's like a fadeaway. so he like rolls out of the break of him snapping this guy's arm and starts fading away and he's like i broke it i, I broke, broke it, it. which is probably like, like, my like favorite like, like part of the movie i broke it i broke it i broke it yeah i, I that's probably my favorite like it was i was there was barely a it was scene like, where i wasn't uh, laughing it reminded, quite honestly. it reminded me of uh the scene in old school where uh 
uh, Vince Vaughn is on the rings and he's just he's just sitting there still holding. He's like doing anything. He's like still holding. Yeah, still yeah. holding. It was it was it was that was that's a good callback. It was yeah. kind of like that. But um, and then so so after that, then he's like, all right, I gotta find Santa. So he he goes to like the local mailman, this dude with like a speech impediment, just like on the street, and he's like, yeah, where do you? Where, <laughs> where are the letters to Santa? It's like, where, where do you put the letters to Santa? He's like, uh, I don't know, like mailbag number seven down at the station, or whatever. He's like, oh, okay, okay. And then he kills the mailman and drives <laughs> his truck down there. He's like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I don't know. You got to ask my supervisor. So then he goes and get to the supervisor, and he's like, where do you send the letters to Santa? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you got to do better than that. And he's like, I don't know. And he like he whips his gun out threatens him and he's like okay okay they go to this p.o box up here and the guy's like all right he's like all right what now he goes i forget the line but he shoots he shoots that guy i mean he's just like shooting all these mail carriers it's yeah so uh, absurd uh but yeah uh, what, have i missed any of your good parts yet? well yeah well so i i just kind of so let me stop you there. I'll try to I'll go through my notes to where I get to the same part in the movie. Okay. So I just I just anything that I thought was amazing I just wrote down. So the opening credit, I thought it was amazing that this little kid had a painting of Napoleon in his bedroom. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Well, in the I was, background. I, I had a, I had a I lot didn't of callbacks. I know what that was. I didn't realize that was Napoleon. What? Oh, it, it had to be. Um I had a lot of callbacks to my notes. So like as in the opening credits, I'm writing this, I'm like I was like, little little kid is painting of Napoleon. This is amazing. I was like, right off the bat, you know this kid's a little shit. And it turns out that Goggins actually has him in his phone contacts as a little shit that you find out like a <laughs> yeah, that's right. Later. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. Um, Santa, Santa Claus cock blocking that dude at the bar was just awesome. Yeah, yeah, like, it was so funny because the bartender is this you know cute older lady and she's flirting with this guy and she's like why don't you come over to my place and open some presents she was single looking to mingle yeah and the guy's like oh and then santa's like hey there mike how's nancy and the kids yeah and he's like oh it wasn't gonna do anything and he's like yeah he's like but way i figure you get in your car and start driving you can be home with the kids in 12 hours for christmas yeah. <laughs> And the bartender's uh, like, "How come every time I'm in here flirting with a cute guy, like they end, like I just end up with you or whatever?" And he's like, "I don't know. I guess I'm bad luck." <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I never thought I'd see a scene where Santa was cock blocking someone at a bar. Um, yep, it happened. I was dying when they had this girl like tied up in uh, Billy's basement, like threatening her with uh, whatever it was, a uh, twelve twenty four volt battery. Yeah, um, car battery. And then, Gog- then Goggins driving her home, like, <laughs> was so great. He's oh, like, yeah. So you're going to tell your parents you're at the mall getting them Christmas presents. I don't have any presents with me. Well, you say you were visualizing buying them Christmas presents. <laughs> you say anything, I'm going to kill your mom and dad. You got a dog? Yeah. I- oh, I should have the dog's name down. What's your well, dog's I'm gonna kill name? Him too. Um, I forget. That was he's, great. He's like, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill him, too. Mel, Mel, or Santa Claus getting the subs- subsidy check that's only half there, and you know because bas- basically, yeah, humanity, Santa's getting ba- a subsidy the subsidy check from the U.S. government down, for yeah, doing all, all this Christmas shit. So Santa's yeah. giving less and less kids presents, so he's getting less and less <laughs> subsidy from the government. And he just has this great line where he goes, "Oh my God, the whole operation's just going tits up." I was dying. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, the whole operation's dying. going tits up. <laughs> uh, 
that's what I meant yeah. about the timing and the writing. Like it was, uh, it was just so good. Oh, they just nailed it. Uh, I was so good. I wish. Uh, I really wish we get Ian on the uh, on the pod. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet him today's pod. See if we can get him on. Um, yeah. Sorry. So now that's where we're at the same spot now. Yeah. So um. And so so then because they're I don't I I guess I don't know what leads to this, but the U.S. military comes in and they're like, "Hey Santa, like, um." We have a uh, opportunity for you, and it's basically they contract the elves in Santa's workshop to build fighter jets, like co- the computers for fighter jets, and they're like, "Oh my god, these guys are so hardworking. Their their work's impeccable, and all this stuff." So, th- so they get this contract to like supplement their budget, which I just found to be hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then that's when they kidnapped the little girl. Um. Also, so so then Goggins, like after he takes the uh, the job, he starts driving to Canada. What the hell's up with that? At first, I thought it was a mouse, but then it was a hamster. Like, yeah. what was he that all got, about? Guys just got a pet. I guess they just wanted to make him a little weirder. He's got a pet hamster. Yeah, he just has like this pet hamster, and then he like stops at a at a pet shop and like gets the hamster a wheel so he could whatever. It was that was kind of different. And then I uh, have here the cafeteria scene was funny. Oh, uh, yeah, I got that written down, too. Yeah, so, like, all the elves are just eating all this sugar and stuff. Cakes, cook, cookies. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, you need to eat the basic food groups, like simple carbohydrates, protein. He goes, you could probably live so much longer. He's like, oh, no. He's like, the, the head elf, whose name is Seven. He's like, we got this down. He's like... Every eight hours, we take a twenty-minute nap, and we just eat all this sugar. It's it's perfect for our, our long lives. <laughs> and, and he's like, "Is that is that what Santa does too?" He goes, "No, it's the giving that keeps him young." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just like, oh, the writing was awesome. Yeah, I was not expecting elves in this, and when we got elves, I was like, "Oh God, this is just going to a whole nother." Oh, level. they they snipped all the bells off of their off their little oh, booties, yeah. <laughs> so Security they wouldn't set purposes. off the. Because uh, once they signed the military contract, they basically turned it into like a Department of Defense like base. It was very. Yeah, it was basically Area Fifty One in in yeah. the uh, in Canada. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, it was in Alaska, right? Because they, they oh, he went right. into yeah, Canada, and then Alaska, Canada. and then yeah, up to the right, North Pole. Right. Yeah. Um. And then I like the scene where Mrs. Claus, and again, this is why I liked her. She like, so Santa Claus was being all like, you know, bitchy about everything. Like, ah, like things are so bad. Like nobody likes Santa. Oh, this is so bad. But, so Mrs. Claus is like, no, we got into this for the right reasons. And she, um, she put an envelope of like, all these little kids loving all their toys and everything. And it was like, oh, it's like, that's the true meaning of Christmas right there. Like, and Mel Gibson, like, Oddly enough, did it like a pretty good job acting, like in terms of like his facial expressions, like looking at the pictures and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's a cool scene. I like it. Like that helps. Like, so then like Santa like is reinvigorated to like, oh, I'm gonna do a good job being Santa now. You know, like we gotta like help these kids. You know. So. Um, you got anything up to that point? Uh, yeah. Right before the cafeteria scene, the quote, uh, ah, it's Donner. Gets a wee, gets a wee nippy. I thought that was great. Uh, and then we talked it's about it's a wee a nippy. Weeks ago I don't remember trailer, that. But if that was if that was Blitzer, uh, whatever, what, what ripped her package straight off. The, well, the thing I liked about that was the guys introduced themselves, and he was like, "Yeah, I know who you are," and then because he like again yeah, he knows, him, knows he everybody knows and like knows, and and then uh, yeah, the, the 
they were like that's when they were trying to say like hey we should do our contract like annually for 15 years and he was like ah this is a one-time deal gentlemen yeah um the other thing i had was the scene where goggins is going i guess to uh get a new wardrobe and he's he's in this hunting shop and he's looking at all this stuff he's like yeah this is that this is this and then he just goes Green is fucking stupid. I I don't know why I was dying when he said that. I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> and he's going oh. he's going through the different like why he doesn't like all these clothes. Yeah, Green's oh fucking yeah, stupid. Um, and then uh, at right after uh, right after Santa, she shows him the uh, those files. We get a, uh, I think we get our first ever Santa Claus post coital scene. Yeah, pre and post. Yeah. Quaitus, yeah. yeah, Santa, Santa, and Mrs. Claus definitely uh, bumped uglies in this in this. Yeah, they movie. they they jingled each other's bells. Yeah, why? I mean, we should have had a sex scene. Quite honestly, like, I, I thought that I actually thought we were gonna get one, and I was just gonna just be like, we, wow. If, this... if we ever get a chance to talk to Ian, we need to bring that up. Yeah, why didn't we get the? Why did we get the uh, the Ruth Chris sex scene? Yeah, exactly. Because uh, his name was Chris Kringle. They refer to him as Chris the whole time. And yeah. she's, her name is Ruth. And I was like, Drew, it's Ruth's Chris. He's like, ah, good catch. Yeah. Um, and then we got an hour, an hour 22 in. You get the showdown after. Uh, well, even before that, the the kid, that's what, this part was in the preview. But the kid calls and he was like, yeah, I've been paying oh, a lot. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about, I'm paying a lot of money for this. He goes, I want his head. And it's, he's like, uh, sir, that's just not practical. And he's like, why? He's like, head's mold. I got to take it across two international borders. Uh, I'm going to have to refresh the ice. He goes, it's, it's a lot of headache for me. And he's like, okay, fine. I want his beard. And he goes, yeah, I ain't shaving a beard off a dead man. He goes, how about some jingle bells? No, not good enough. Okay, how about the coat? All right, fine. I'll take the coat. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't like no that's good the, oh, yeah that's like a great the preview scene. like kind of took some of the luster off of that but like yeah I just, legitimately you, that's so like that's, that's hilarious that's down. so funny like yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, I mean and, other than that so Goggins ends up finding what is basically a compound in the North Pole yep and through like the mail out, service takes out the entire military he just yeah takes out the entire like one at a time like i mean and he doesn't necessarily look like a good assassin doing it which was also kind of funny like he, the way he's holding the gun is like kind of like a little suspect and like he just takes out one military person after another which is just and, and it starts to move kind of quick from there like he's taking out this person that person this person that person seven runs to the intercom system let Santa know while he's in bed with Mrs. Claus. Hey, we're under attack. He blows up this whole barn, like, and then him, like Mel Gibson and, and Goggins have like this like face off from like a distance. And Mel Gibson's closing the gap. Yeah. And they're shooting and they're getting closer. And Mel Gibson gets shot in the shoulder. And then Goggins gets shot. And his white his white uh um snow snow gear is like getting all red with blood and they're getting closer and they're facing off and then all of a sudden it's a fist fight and they're in the snow just bam bam and and goggins has has the advantage then santa claus has the advantage and then santa claus is choking this dude out and the assassin all of a sudden out of his like shin i guess like 
has a retractable a retractable bayonet Blade, that yeah. comes out and stabs uh Santa Claus like right in the vital organs and you're like, "Oh crap." Like, "Okay, well they're just going to make him be sliced and that's going to be the end of it." Yeah. Bam. He he stabs him again through the back, straight through the center of his chest and you're like, Oh crap! Like that's death. Like that ain't coming yeah, back from like, that. Yeah, we're probably not and... getting back coming back from this one. <laughs> so then, like, it flips to where like the assassin's on top, and 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 Mel Gibson's on the bottom, and then all of a sudden the assassin shoots Santa in the face, and it's right over. And you're just like, oh my god, they killed Santa. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, what the heck? And then, I, I, and here, when you were here, watching that, did you think they were gonna kill kill Santa like that? I I was torn because I figured the way when he got when when they had the uh, early in the movie, um, I guess it was on Chris where he makes his Christmas night run. He comes back and he had taken two <laughs> two deer shotgun uh, shells oh, to yeah. the side, and he goes, "That's all right." It'll, they'll heal, heal in the usual way. Yeah, they'll heal the usual way. Yeah. I figured there was something that he couldn't die, but when he got shot in the eye, like through the eye, I was like, uh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe like Ruth's gonna take over. This is gonna be, this is gonna be like the the message of where we're going from here. Um, yeah. But my only beef with Ruth is like it took her that entire fight to finally come out with her gun and try to help. Because <laughs> yeah. after he shoots Santa, Ruth Ruth shoots Goggins. Um, and then I guess he gets her in the back, right? Like he shoots her somewhere. He shoots her somewhere from a distance, yeah. And then one thing leads to another. He tries to chase her down the house. She's like behind a door. She blows his head off. Yeah. Um and so, um which by the way, when they when they meet off, I, I love the dialogue there. And he's like he's like, I'm here to kill you, fat man. You think you you're think the, you're first, the first? And uh, and then he's like Jonathan Miller, you sick child. And he's like, he's like, yeah, my. And he's like, you gave me whatever. Or he has this little car. He's like, little this is the car. only thing you ever gave me. He's like, I'm sorry, your parents were so bad. There's only limit. There's limits to what I could do. Like that was so good. Bro, your your Mel Gibson is so spot on right now, <laughs> dude. It was it was awesome. You think you're the first, dude? Yeah. And then, so then it was uh. So then, so then you're just then they're like, all surrounded. They're all surrounded in uh, Santa Claus, and he's he's starting to come back. Yeah, he's like starting, and you're like, wait, yeah. is he alive from all this? Yeah. And then next thing you know, Santa shows up at freaking little little Billy, little His Billy's house. house, and he's alive, all, all bandaged up, and he's like, I, he gives him. I honestly, I don't even remember what this speech was because I was just in shock, but he gives him this speech about like Billy, you need to change your ways. And the whole time, the side of his face where he got shot is in the shadows. And then at the end, like, he leans forward to bring his entire face in the light. And his eye is just, like, all jacked up and shot through a bullet. And he's like, I, I, I don't even remember what he says. I was just in shock. I was Santa, like, oh, my Sa- gosh. Santa's keeping his eye on you. Santa's keeping his eye on you. Yeah. And Billy's just like, that was the only, well, how like. About, how about right before that when uh, Billy Billy Billy's about to get caught by his grandma for embezzling her money. And he's 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 uh, he's breaking up like an entire bottle of pills in her milk. Yeah, he's putting fat. Oh, yeah, Santa yeah. comes in and chugs that shit. And then, like, yeah. he's like, so he takes his his grand his grandma's pills, and he's he's refilling the capsules with fentanyl, which you don't know what he's filling oh, it with. Fentanyl, yeah. And then and he puts it in her milk. Cause she wanted always wanted to drink warm milk. So Santa comes in, 
and just chugs the milk. And he's like, and you're like, crap, is this going to kill him? And he's like, fentanyl, huh? That'll do the trick. That'll do it, yeah. And it's just like, oh, my, Santa's absurd. Like, Santa's insane. Yeah. And then, oh, and that's when he, like, gives gives little Billy the what for. And is like, he's like, if you, what's he, he says something along the lines of, like, if you try this crap again, I'm going to come back for you. I'm going to come and take care of you myself. Yeah. (laughs) Santa's got his eye on you. Santa's got his eye on you. Oh, my gosh. Like, ah, it just, it was so much fun. So good. Like, I would watch it again. Like, I. I spent the eight bucks to rent it, and I think it was what was it to buy it? Do you remember? Probably sixteen. Yeah, like I, I kind of wish I bought it because, like, I, I if I still, think I, I think my wife they... would have enjoyed it. I'm gonna check now. I wonder, I wonder how long we have it for. I, I think forty eight hours. Is that what it is? Okay. It yeah, was. I mean, I, I, it's definitely, it's definitely worth renting. It was... If you made it this far and you haven't bought it, maybe we spoiled it for you. But ah, oh, it was so much fun. Oh yeah, I definitely still have it, so you at least have it a little bit longer. Um, yeah, you know what I really liked about it, like when we when we when we all saw the trailer, we all thought it was going to be just this big like laughing stock Mel Gibson thrown together movie, like with just like silly jokes and things like that. It was really just like this dark, gritty Santa Claus depiction of what Santa Claus would be like in 2020 in the real world. Um, so it was like a dark comedy. And but like there were there weren't like a lot of jokes in it. They just again the way they wrote it, the delivery just made it funny. Um, but at the same time, you're watching Santa and this assassin going at it in gunfight and then fisticuffs. Um, yeah, yeah. So Dude, I was pleasantly I, I, surprised. Like I said, uh, so many of these intentionally cheesy movies, the timing is just wrong, which makes it painful to watch. Yeah, they nailed this it's just the writing the timing the acting it was so much it was just so much fun i loved it oh, i was so good yeah i yeah too too big i don't know how you can watch this one. movie and not have fun like it was i was laughing almost every scene uh it, it was it was, it was absurd it was delicious yep it was good so anyway that got that got us to thinking um mel gibson top fives of all time which, admittedly, I have not watched a lot of Mel Gibson movies. Looking back at his filmography, yeah. What do you? I, say I mean, you? I've seen most. I've seen. I've seen most of his stuff. No, I have uh, not. Well, I'll say so, this: I haven't seen it from like from like 2010 to 2020. I was not watching any of the movies yeah, on his IMDb. No, yeah. um, but I saw I saw a lot of his stuff in the 80s. Um, I, all anything that was in the 90s, I saw. And again, from two, from I'd say from 2000 to 2020, that's where he kind of was doing like well, it's weird because he's not he's not like Nicolas Cage broke, so it was weird that he was doing some of these like weird crappy movies that probably went straight to DVD. Um, well, he started doing all, he started saying all that crazy maybe stuff and anti-Semitic stuff. So he kinda, like people just like stiff armed him and they didn't want to be associated with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so what? Let's start at number five. What's I'm gonna your go five? Number five. Uh, I'm gonna go Braveheart at five. I, I it's Whoa. funny. I, I know that this is one of his, you know, best movies. They won. He won Academy Award for for Best Picture, Best Director. He did direct Braveheart. Um, it's just so hard to rewatch because it's so long. And on cable, it's like sometimes it can be four or five hours. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah. The premise of Braveheart for anyone who hasn't seen it, you know, Gibson plays Scottish warrior William Wallace. Who leads the rebel, the Scottish rebellion against? Who's the watching this? Who's listening to this? Who hasn't watched Braveheart? What's that? 
So who's listening to this ass and watch Braveheart? Uh, you'd, you'd be surprised, man. I mean, you never, you hadn't watched Lethal Weapon until last night. Hey, 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 hey. That was a secret. Sorry. <laughs> I watched Lethal Weapon, everyone. I watched it. It's uh, on my list. Apologies. Anyways. Um, no, it's but yeah, that's my brave. I, I had, I had, I had Braveheart coming in at five. Gotcha. So my fifth, which he wasn't. I guess he technically was in this movie, but it was more of him producing and directing it. I put Passion of the Christ up there. Okay. It's because typically, like, those religious movies are just, like, haphazard. Like, there's typically low budget. Yeah. But he did that one really well. And the only time he was actually, like, in the movie was, I think he was the hand that hammered the nails into Christ's hands. And, um,. I honestly I only watched the movie once in college, but I, it was good. I liked it. And again, I have not watched a lot of Mel Gibson movies, so I'm kind of working at a deficit here. So right. he- I hey, went Henry with that Caviezel one. Henry Caviezel was great in that. If we were doing a top five Henry Caviezel list, that would have made sense. Henry sure. Caviezel? Huh? Henry Caviezel? Didn't Henry Caviezel play Jesus in that? Uh, Caviezel, but his name isn't Henry. What is, what's Caviezel's first name? It's, um, um, it's, um, uh, it begins with a J. Um, I don't. I don't think it does. Cavi- dude, those those whatever you're drinking's hitting you. Jim Caviezel. Is it Jim Caviezel? Yeah. Um, hundred percent. I'm definitely not looking. Ah, uh, you are right, Jim Caviezel. Ah, uh, whatever. All right. <laughs> number Caviezel. four. Number four. I'm taking it back to 1996. The movie Ransom. Have you seen this? No, I know. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm at I'm at a Mel Gibson deficit here, but yeah. So Mel Gibson, so he plays multi-millionaire uh, Tom Mullins, um, and his son is kidnapped in the beginning of the mo- beginning of the movie. Um, and basically, probably the first like hour of the movie, it's like you know the rush of oh my god, my kid was kidnapped. He's working with the FBI. They're making contact. They're getting the, fr- the drop of the money together. Uh, and then like halfway through the movie, he gets smart and he realizes he's never going to get his son back. So he flips the scripts and he takes, I forget how much they asked for, but he took the, he took, he took the money that he was going to give them, goes on the news, puts it, puts like, let's just call it $10 million, puts it on the table and basically puts a ransom on the kidnappers and says, anybody that, anybody that gives me information that leads to, to the capture of these guys, you're going to get this $10 million. So now the entire city of New York is going to start looking for these guys. Um, it's a really good flick. It's a good, the cast is awesome. It's uh, Gary Sinise, Rene Russo, Liv Shiver, um, Delroy Lindo. Yeah, sounds good. And it's fun. Like he's like I said, it's like yeah, it's it's good Gibson. So um, cool. That's my number four. My number four, I had the Patriot. Okay. Um, I honestly don't even remember the synopsis, but I remember liking it. So. Maybe someone else has that on their list, and they'll give a synopsis and actually do their mm, homework. Maybe. <laughs> all right my number three lethal weapon lethal weapon one uh gibson plays martin riggs he's basically a suicidal cop who gets partnered up with an old uh, long time kinda... favorite long time favorite of mine you know what i yeah long time favorite um teams up with uh roger Murtaugh. um they're out in la they uncover drug smuggling this is actually this is kind of this we're like the lethal weapon of podcasts because i'm like this young good looking like you know hip suicidal tendency cop and you're like the old curmudgeon like veteran guy that's Murtaugh. that's basically what we are right my now. wife's cooking sucks yeah my wife's cooking is actually pretty shit. good 
I am getting too old for this shit. Yeah, but that's my wife's cooking is actually how, good. How have so. I never put that connection together before? Anyway, so yeah, Lethal Weapon One's my. Uh, that's all my three. The other, I think the other Lethal Weapons are good to watch if you haven't watched them. Um, I was joking that four was basically just trying to capitalize on. The, it's almost like Hollywood was like, man, Jet Li's really hot right now, and Chris Rock is really hot right now. Like, what can we? What can we? How can we get these guys together the movie? And someone's Who's just Jet like, Li? well, shit, let's do Lethal Weapon Four. Who's Jet Li? Jet Li wasn't he? Isn't he one of those? Wasn't he like a uh, a Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, like the next coming of those guys? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, Could, sounds like it. Next, what do you what do you got? Your third. Third. Oh yeah, Jet Li. I don't know. Um, third, I have um, signs. Okay. All right. I liked it. Any... I have nothing. I have nothing. No, I mean, it's, I liked it. It was good. <laughs> well, since you said signs, real quick, I have a hilarious sign story. So, me and my buddy Reckless Joe, um, we go. I remember that guy? We, uh, he died. Guy's the best. We go to see signs, right? We probably go to see like you know, I don't know, like a seven, eight o'clock show. This is what it was like cool for two dudes just to go see a movie by themselves. Um, so we go to see the movie. It's super freaky. Like it's it's one of like it's it's one of M Night's like best films. Um, aliens in like cornfields, um, super weird. After the movie, we're going. Uh, my Joe's dad's like, hey, my uh, my one buddy's got got a, got a really good looking daughter. She's working at this uh, all you can eat wings place. She's working now. You guys should go there. She's waiting for you guys to go say hi and, and see what's up. And uh, yeah, we're. We're seventeen guy, seventeen year old guys. Like you know, you know how that is. We're like, all right, cool, hot girl. Let's just drive there. Um, so you know, we probably drive an hour to go to this wing place to see this girl who was told to us was basically basically looked like Catherine Zeta Jones. Uh, she may have been Catherine Zeta Jones' third cousin, twice removed at best. Um, the wings were good though, so that worked. But we we leave the we leave the place now. It's probably like eleven thirty, twelve. And we're on the way back. We get completely lost, and we end up on this long stretch road with cornfields on the left and right of us. Dude, we were so spooked out. We are like, dude, we got to get the fuck out of Dodge now, man. I was like, dude, I'm going to kill your dad. He tried to hook us up with that whatever girl. Get moving, man, dude. It was so it was so funny though. I was just like we we joke about it all the time. Now it's like oh, at that time gosh. we almost got abducted by aliens after seeing signs and that you know. Oh Captain my gosh. Girl. But go ahead. Oh well, it's my turn, right? Yeah, you're number two. Uh, my number two, the movie Maverick. Have you seen yeah, this one? Saw... No, no. What did you do? Like, see, this just tells me you studied too much in college because we relatively were the same grade wise. And how did I... you make it through college? I yeah, well, was hey, the only that's... reason you made it through. I told you all the classes to take. I did all your homework. First off, first off, I barely did my homework, and I still passed, and still ended up with the same. We we ended up with like, the same GPA, and yet I was sleeping in and watching like the free HBO. God only knows what you were doing. You were playing like holding with people. That's what, that was where you went wrong. You missed all these movies. But anyway, anyway, what was Maverick Brett, about, dude? Brett, he plays Brett Maverick. This is this is up your alley too. It's like a Wild Wild West movie. Um... He plays Brett Maverick. He's a gambling con man looking to get his buy-in for the biggest poker game of all time. Uh, he gets in all kinds of all kinds of little like troublesome situations that he's got to get out of. The whole movie. You should try to find this somewhere to rent. You you would love it. Um, 
he gets in all these all these situations, gets out of them. Uh, this was actually a TV series, I think, back in the seventies. Um, Brett Gardner played the original Maverick. Who I'm sorry, James Gardner, who actually is in this movie. I'm like the I, Yankees left fielder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brett Gardner. That's where I messed that up. Um, and Jodie Foster's in this. It's a really fun movie. It was. In, it took place, or they filmed it back in 1994. So mid 90s Gibson was choice Gibson for me. Um, okay. But yeah, that's my two. What do you? My what do you two got? is Lethal Weapon. Longtime okay. favorite of okay. mine. Love it. All right, my number one is The Patriot. Um, two thousand really? Gibson had like a dip in good films from like ninety six to two thousand. The then Patriot. Yeah, Patriot's my number one. Why? He plays, uh, what's that? Why? I just like it, man. Uh, he, he plays Benjamin. I think it's Benjamin Martin. Uh, he was a hero in the French and Indian War who's just like, he's a war vet who like doesn't want to fight anymore. He's running a small plantation with his kids. Of course, his kids want to get involved with the Colonial Army. Um, Heath Ledger's in it. It's just, it's like a good war movie. Um they introduced guerrilla warfare. There was a lot the fir- of good war movies around that, right when they released that. If I remember I mean, correctly, you know, I I liked it was cool how like it was basically like this guy invented guerrilla warfare. Um, Jason Jason Isaacs, who plays the bad guy, Colonel uh, William Tavigan, he plays Drake or Draco or Lucius Malfoy in any Harry Potter nerds like me. He's just awesome in it. Like I just thought it was all great. Like all the showdowns between Gibson and Heath Ledger and um, Isaacs were great. I I really enjoy. It. Anytime it's on, I leave it on. So I I really like the Patriot. Yeah, my number one was Braveheart. Um, you God, know, get, Braveheart getting his guts ripped out. Freedom. God, I haven't seen that all the time. <laughs> I just I love it. Plus, I mean, he just impregnates. Uh, you know the enemy's wife and everything about it. Just great. Love Braveheart. Yeah. It's a good flick. It's a good flick for sure. So it's no Maverick. <sighs> okay. Um, Oh, by well, the way, I, I meant to tell you, I finally did it. You, you've been telling me, you've been telling me forever to check this out. And it finally happened. I finally, I finally finished up this TV show. What? What's that? I finally finished the ranch. Oh, did you really? I did. Oh, see, I thought you were gonna go. Uh, what's the Costner TV show you keep bugging me to watch? <laughs> yeah, uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, I thought you were gonna get that right away. Go yeah, like, no, I, I was excited. I was like, you got Peacock? Yeah, <laughs> I did get Peacock though. By the way, I found it last night. I was watching Saved by the Bell at college years at two o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. Well, I you know what? We'll ranch. talk about the ranch one time. That's, we don't have time now. But no, no, I just, I just wanted to know. I finished it. Let's yeah, talk whatever. about the ranch at one fine. time, and then we'll also talk about. Let's talk about Peacock one time. Yeah, we'll get there. I could talk about Peacocks all day, every day. Gotta let me fly, bro. Yep. All right, man. Well, this was another long one. So one of these days we're going to get these to an hour or less. But we we just have too much fun out we here, were, y'all. We were struggling the first few. We were, we were struggling for the hour. Now we're, now we're much poaching the hour and 35. Fun. Yep. All right, man. Drew, until next week, happy Thanksgiving, bro. Hey, man. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Big kisses. Bye.